Geek Top 5 Quarantine Edition. Yay! It was time now. There was was all the time I needed. Geek Top 5. I'm Jesse. I'm Graham. And you saw it in the description, so it's not as much of a surprise for me to lead it in, actually. But we are back, and we are doing another one of the highly demanded fan draft episodes. Graham, what do we have lined up today? Today, we are doing a Batman draft. We're going to put together a story involving some of the lesser lights of the Batman-verse. Batman, Alf- or, uh, Bruce Wayne, Alfred, and some of your favorite villains are off the board. So we're gonna, So there won't be any fighting over Joker or, or characters like that. This is going to be an attempt to give other people's uh, chance to shine. And joining us this week, we've got one of our most frequent, common, demanded guests. Kylie is back on board. Hi, Kylie. Hello. And another return customer is uh, Tom Conway, writer extraordinaire. How are you, Tom? I'm doing pretty good. Pumped for this. And last but certainly not least, we've got Chris Kohler from the Nerdables podcast and occasional guest host of the Puck podcast. Hello. Excited to do this. This is a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Uh, it, it sounds, it looks a lot of fun. I like the idea of doing sort of the uh, B and C or B plus characters and leaving kind of the big names out. I thought that's kind of cool. I love that, that shtick for it. I thought that was an awesome idea. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I hope it uh, works out, and I, I'm sure you will have an awesome uh, draft. Jess, do you want to take us through the rules? In case you're new, we have presented to our sort of competitors, shall we say, a, <laughs> a pool of characters to choose from. Um, characters from the pool can be assigned to any category. If you want to take a traditional Batman hero and make them a villain, you can, but you have to try and justify it. For those of you playing the home game, that pool is set up in an Excel sheet. It's available on our website. Check us out at geektop5.com. Uh, we'll have that posted along with the episode. Um, for the purposes of recording the show, we've got that on display so all the folks here can see. The categories we have available for today, each of us is going to have to pick our Batman, our Robin, a vehicle, a member of the Batman family, so not exactly sidekick, but potential ally, a cop, a couple of villains, a JLA cameo, and a civilian ally. It is going to be a snake draft. The five of us are going to go in order, top to bottom, bottom to top. On each person's turn, they're going to be able to take a character from the pool. Once that character is selected, they are now part of your pitch, and no one else can use them. So not everybody's going to get a Batmobile. Uh, we will go back and forth until each of us has filled each of our categories. And then after a brief moment to consider, we will try to make a pitch for our sort of dream Batman B-lister movie. Probably come up with a better title than that. <laughs> All right. So we've got to determine the draft order. And the traditional Geek Top 5 way is to roll a D20. And then the uh, the highest roll goes first. The lowest roll goes last. And everyone fills in between because it's a snake draft. We'll go one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one, and back and forth until we've picked everything. So everyone do your roll and we'll see where we end up. Hmm. I'm not happy. <laughs> okay. Oh, what number did <laughs> you get, Kylie? I got sixteen. That's pretty good. Tom? I got I got nine. I got twenty. Nine, okay. 
Ooh. Wow. And Des? I got an eight. An eight. Okay. So that means we are going Chris, Kylie, Tom, Jesse, Graham. Okay. So, Chris, you are up. That's a lot of pressure all of a sudden. (laughs) Well, since I made a big deal of it before we started, uh, I'm going to take Mr. Freeze as my villain number one. I'll take that. Okay. My favorite. You want to. And. You don't have to give us any story details, but why don't you give yeah. us some uh, some background on the character? Uh, Mr. Freeze is uh, basically a villain who freezes stuff. Uh, he he becomes Mr. Freeze as he's trying to find a way to save his wife, Nora, who has a incurable disease. Uh, he's always been a very interesting villain because he's not exactly the, I just want to kill people and I just want to destroy stuff, which he does anyway. Or, if you want, you could take the Arnold Schwarzenegger version. I mean, one or the other. <laughs> Tragic in a different way. Yes, very different. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, Kylie, you're up. Let's let's go through this. I, Mr. Freeze is a great pick. I think it was he's one of the best characters on the board. So I think that is a fine first draft pick. Kylie, what do you got right. for us? So with my first pick, I'm going to pick my Batman. Uh, and I'm going Jim Gordon. Ooh, Jim okay. Gordon. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I will give a brief. I mean, I think most people know him, know him as Commissioner James Gordon. Um, he does take over the Batman mantle in Scott Schneider's uh, run of Batman. I think into like number, I think it's forty one issue, um, where he takes over Batman um, as Bruce Wayne has been left for dead after a brawl with the Joker. And I just like the concept of. Um, of of uh, Commissioner Gordon taking over the bat, uh, the bat cowl for a bit. So uh, I picked that as my first pick. Good call, good call, solid Batman. Uh, Tom, you are up. Okay, I am also going to pick my uh, pick my Batman, uh, and I'm going to go with uh, Dick Grayson. Oh, good, good solid pick. pick. Yeah, I'm surprised. It's like I don't know. I'm sure people have their opinion, but. Uh, yeah, Dick Grayson, original Robin uh, from what the Flying Graysons, um, acrobats um, in the circus, like trapeze artists, and uh, his family dies. Uh, Bruce Wayne takes him in, and uh, he becomes Robin, then becomes Nightwing, and uh, has taken over the role of Batman in various forms. So. That is who I'm going with. Excellent choice. Nothing wrong with that. Very Batman, the next generation. Yes. Yeah, well, like, I definitely have a reason as to why <laughs> Batman isn't there. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, you know, with He's that. He's also the best Batman of Scott I, Snyder's I run, too. Grayson would take over. Mm-hmm. All right, Jess, what do you got for us? All right. I, um,. I'm also tempted to go the Batman route, but for the story I'm playing around with in my head right now, I think the villain may need to be more important. So I'm going to take Hush as my first villain. Hush, not one of the classic Batman villains. Um, And frankly, (laughs) from what I'm aware of, not terribly impressive compared to the classic rogue scale. 
But essentially, is this is a Bruce Wayne's childhood friend where, you know, you've heard this story a lot. Like, you know, the, the kid grew up and became a hero, but his best friend grew up in his shadow and became evil. Uh, basically, Hush comes from a bad household. He's got a bad mom and a, and a dead dad, I think. Um, but eventually becomes a rival to Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, he is, I guess, most well-known for manipulating the other rogues, which is going to be an interesting thing to have. Like, it was... You know how whenever you introduce a new villain, you have to show that they're cool by having them beat up one of the other guys who you know is already really tough? This was sort of like the like the cunning equivalent to that. Um, I'm looking for some of that and also looking for, like, the audience is probably going to be less familiar, you know, than with someone like the Penguin. And I'm also looking for some of that personal grudge against Bruce Wayne, which is going to be interesting because, as we've already established, Bruce Wayne isn't going to be in this movie. So some interesting things are going to be happening here, uh, depending if I get the rest of the characters <laughs> I want. I like it. Okay, so now it's down to me. I've, I'm going to have two picks and then a long wait. So I got to make these count. I'm going to go with Terry McGinnis as my Batman. We're, we're running low on, on Batmans. So I want to get him. He was the Batman in Batman Beyond. So he's kind of a younger, hipper, cooler Batman. I think I've read him described as kind of like Peter Parker mixed with with Batman and uh, Bruce Wayne was his mentor and they had an interesting dynamic and and um, of the remaining characters, he's he's definitely the one that I think will be the best fit for what I want to do. And then for my second pick, I am going to go with something I have a feeling might be a surprising choice, but I'm going to take Hugo Strange as my villain. Uh, no, Hugo Strange is great. Such a great. <laughs> He's a uh, psychiatrist who's kind of crazy and seems to really enjoy dressing up in a Batman costume. So I, he was not my original plan, but when I was researching the for the the draft, I I, I really hadn't read much Hugo Strange stuff previously and i just kept reading more about him and i got more and more into him and he's a really old villain too like he's he's one of the first super villains that batman fights in the comics and he's he's just not that well known considering how old he is and i think he deserves a chance to shine so that's it for my two picks now we're back at jesse yeah okay well the 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 rapid harvesting of Batman has sort of put baby in a corner here. Um, uh, the fact of the matter is uh, my, you know, having Hush in there isn't, it's going to be difficult to make it work if I end up stuck with Thomas Wayne. Uh, so instead, I'm taking the only other option available to me, which is Jean-Paul Valet. Valet? I, I've always said it, Valet, in my head. Yeah, me too. Jean-Paul Valet. Basically, I'm picking Asriel as Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Asriel, I mean, it's, it's like in terms of what does he do? Uh, it's a DC character, so everything's jumped up, right? He's stronger, faster, smarter, better, um, Daft Punker. Uh, but uh, at, uh, I think it's I think this is the one when Batman is out of the action because Bane broke his back. Asriel takes over, and he's like he's been like secretly trained, like by mind wipe by like a religious cult or something. It, the details of it aren't 
great. But basically, he becomes like Batman and goes too far, and he ends up getting this cool like bat armor. And eventually, Bruce Wayne has to come back and stop him. And you know, because Batman's not that dark; he's just a little dark. He's just like, it's, <laughs> like there's a there's a perfect level of dark that Batman needs to be in. Asriel Batman took it too far. Um, so this is going to be a movie about Batman going a little bit too far, and uh, we'll see how much of the actual Asriel stuff gets into it. We'll see, but that's uh, that, that's going to be something that I can work with more so than Batman's dad. <laughs> he was peak 90s, I think is the best way. Oh, he was all 90s. It. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, he was all 90s. Yeah. Big and cave. just like, man- like mania. Is that a good way to put it? Well, yeah, the, the order you live the, the the organization you're looking for is the Order of Saint Dumas. Uh, Jean Paul Valley is French, Valet. and yeah, he's got he's got the armor, he's got the crazy colors, he's got that cape that just comes down to like tatters or whatever, gauntlets. And he looked like Wolverine if Wolverine built the bat suit. Yeah, was that was it. and as you said, he was he was much more angry and violent. He was very 90s, you know, cracking people's skulls and breaking bones and all of that, which Batman's tend to do, too. But he was doing it to, like, people who crossed the street the wrong way. So it's a good pick. It's actually one of the my pick. <laughs> oh. My understanding is he was created to be kind of like a critique on the over-the-top 90s characters. And, like, so many of these comic book characters ended up being super popular for the exact reasons he was supposed to be a bad example. Yeah, uh, so this is this is like the people who watched Joker and thought that Joker was the hero, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, he was he uncomfortable. was created to be the dichotomy of Batman to prove why Batman's the good guy, and when Batman takes over the cowl again, fans were like, "No, no, can we have more of him? Can he be another Batman? Can he be the second Batman?" And so he's played he's played a big role through the years. Uh, has been become an important part of the Bat mythos. Which I I don't know if that was ever intended when he was created by Chuck Nixon. Weirdly, co-created by now a, a guy whose name is entirely associated with Marvel, Joe Quesada. Well, he looked so cool. Like yeah, I remember design him. how cool he looked. Like I'm hearing a lot of jealousy from my Batman. <laughs> I'm, I know, I'm like, we're still on his Batman. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, I no, would I'm, never pick trust him. Me, you just ruined never my entire film. <laughs> You, uh, you actually just ruined my Jesse entire film. That John Paul, I, I thought for sure he'd still be there at the end, but oh well. That's two drafts in a row you I've made somebody it. angry. I've got to work on my hosting. Well, Chris has got a, a while to figure out what he's going to do next. Yeah. Tom, who are you going with now? Uh, um, I think I'm going to go with my cop. Nice. Uh, with uh, Renny uh, Montoya. Um, Excellent. Who has been around for a while from Batman the Animated Series. I think that's where she was originated. Yeah. Um, she's just like a kind of like a badass cop. I don't know. Like, I just wanted a strong, like, the world of uh, Batman uh, is very male dominated in some respects like unless you're dealing with like a a story that's like a about like batwoman or batgirl um that uh i just wanted to have another strong uh or at least one strong female character within this world and in um 
I guess, where I want the story to go. <laughs> I'm very fixated on making my story work. Um, so uh, I feel like the police are definitely going to be uh, a major um, element in the story. So it would be uh, a great character to kind of be almost going head to head against like Dick Grayson in a certain respect. Right. So um, yeah, I don't know some... uh, people have other details they want to add. <laughs> she's she's great she was one of the first uh out uh queer characters at mm-hmm. dc um she's she's a great character in in gotham central which is a comic book run i think everyone needs to read it's so good and uh, she's a great character she's been she was the question for a little while after the original 52 series so she's got some superhero credentials in there She's, she's a fantastic character who's had a, a much longer life than most animated series characters get. Yeah, definitely a standout. Yeah, yeah, good pick. All right, Kylie, what do you uh, have okay. in mind? I, um, in order to make my story work, uh, I'm going to pick my civilian ally now, and I'm going to pick Oracle. Um, oh. Hoping that that is the <laughs> Barbara Gordon Oracle that I'm thinking of. <laughs> I feel like anytime I've got a name on there and it doesn't, it's a character that's had multiple people take on its identity. You can tell us the identity okay. you want. Well, for I it. would like it to be the alter ego of Barbara Gordon. Um, after her run in, in the killing joke story with the Joker shooting her um, and having her, you know, take uh, the man or lose the mantle of Batgirl uh, in order to, you know, uh, continue on though, uh, helping in some way, shape or form. She gets uh, a side sort of role. Um, but I love the character so much in, uh, in the, um, the birds of prey stuff that I've read. Uh, and I just think that it works really well with, uh, her dad being Batman. So in this run of mine, not obviously normally, (laughs) but with my commissioner Gordon, um, uh, Batman. I just think it works perfectly with my story that I have planned. So I am happy to have snuck that one in there. I think that's fantastic. It's a good pick. So now we're going to uh, Chris for back-to-back action. Okay. So my original idea is out the window. Because <laughs> uh, if I had Jean-Paul Valet, I could have done Fire and Ice with him and Mr. Freeze. So now i got to come up with something new. I don't have to waste a pick on a Batman because there's only one left. So I'll save that for last. So I'm going to go with Robin. And I'm going to take Damien because it makes sense with the only Batman that's left. And then I am going to go with the Batman family and I'm going to take Batgirl, but I'm going to take Batgirl as Cassandra. Cassandra (laughs) Kane, who at one point. Yeah. See now when you have those back to backs and you have your entire idea that you started with, thrown out the window because Jesse decided, oh, I'll take Asriel. You got to come up with something new. Uh, so all my people are really, really unstable. Uh, you have Damien, who's got so many issues. Uh, and then I always liked Cassandra because she is at one point uh, pre whatever in the 35th crisis that they did she is the number one martial artist in the dcu she ends up beating shiva and she beats connor hawk who at one time connor hawk was considered the best martial artist in the dcu because he beat shiva 
and actually pisses Shiva off because he doesn't kill her. He ends up uh, paralyzing her for a little while while he leaves. But uh, Cassandra was considered, you know, she's mute when she starts. Her language was movement, which made her, you know, almost precognizant when she was in hand-to-hand fighting because she could decipher the language of her opponent and figure out how to uh, how to counter it. Uh, when she was in the first issue of Batgirl that uh, Damian Scott did the penciling for, there's a great scene where she spars with Batman, and it's just a panel of the two of them in a room, and then the next panel is them in the same exact spot, but you realize the entire room has been trashed. And his suit is ripped, and he's got a piece of his cowl missing and everything, but she's perfectly fine. It was just a great way to show how incredibly powerful she is at hand-to-hand. And of course, Damian Wayne is Batman's son with Talia. He does take the Robin mantle. Uh, he does not get along with any of the other Robins except for Dick Grayson. So sorry, Tom, I took away your great Robin. Uh, and he's got some anger issues. He was raised by the League of Assassins. And so he's got a very different outlook on how to take care of villains. And as I know who my Batman's going to be, uh, I've kind of got a, a start of a feeling of, I think, how I can put something together here. So those are my two picks. Damian Wayne and Batgirl as Cassandra Kane. Solid picks. I am a big Cassandra Kane fan. She's uh she was a very cool Batgirl. And I, I that was I, I I don't like it when other characters come back and reclaim their mantles and like Cassandra's sort of been left in the wind. She was such a cool Batgirl. Yeah, they didn't really know what to do with her once they gave uh um they gave uh Barbara her her mantle back and tried to de-age her by 20 years for some reason. Uh, so yeah, she's kind of just in the wind as this kind of, and they also took away when, you know, when they started to have her speak and everything, they took away all the stuff from me that made her really special. So definitely want to yes. grab her and, and take that first, that the, the, what she was when she was originally Batgirl, when she first appeared in, in, um, in uh, uh, no man's land and in her own series, that kind of, character that's the one i want to use because she's going to pair really well with Damien. i 100 percent agree with that they, they took away everything that made her awesome that's yep. by far the best even the suit like the, the cowl is that exactly is the so batman bad. cowl but she has stitched over the mouth because yeah. she doesn't talk yeah. like and it just it says so much like ah oh, so cool so well drawn all right, enough of the uh, Chris draft love. Let's uh, let's go to <laughs> Kylie. What do you got for uh, us now? I'm really torn for my next one between two, and I don't know which one's going to get stolen on me, and so that's why I'm panicking a little bit here. Um, uh, fudge. Um, I think I'm going to go with... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I think I'm going to go with my Robin. I know nobody's going to pick this one though, but still, I'm going to go with Stephanie Brown for my Robin. You're right. Nobody yeah. was going to take that one. <laughs> I know. I was, think- I was thinking I, about I it. I knew you would be. No. Um, no, I, it's just, it's going to work with my story. But um, yeah, I didn't think that would be a, a you know, a fantastic pick. But um, so Tim Drake hangs up his cape and, Stephanie Brown comes in creating a homemade Robin costume. She sneaks into the Batcave and basically demands Batman to train her as the new Robin. This is obviously pre her Batgirl run, I assume. I'm going to assume that. But um, 
I think it works with my story uh, and you guys will all find out what that is at the end of this. I'm not going to give too much away. I think, I mean, I'm sure Chris will correct me, but I think she goes spoiler, Robin, Batgirl, spoiler. I think it's something like that, but um, I don't know. It's not the... It's not the usual pick. It's not the usual pick, but um, I think it works with my story. It's a fascinating pick with the fact that you have two Gordons as your Batman and ally, too. I really like that point. Yeah. Right. It's all in, it's all, it's all part of my plan. My grand plan where I panic (laughs) in about a half an hour when I have to call up the story (laughs) to make it work. Okay, uh, so Tom. Yeah, I think I'm going to go uh, with probably someone that no one's going to pick, <laughs> but um, I, th- I think I'm going to go with my Robin. I'm going to go with Jason Todd. <laughs> <laughs> was that the, was that anchor that I heard from someone? Um, it was relief. That okay. Was... <laughs> no, I, like I understand that, uh, and I'm doing the post-crisis Jason Todd as opposed to his original backstory of uh, being a circus performer. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so uh, Jason Todd uh, originally had like a, almost the exact same backstory as Dick Grayson. Uh, and then that was retconned uh, after uh, the crisis on infinite earth where he was, like um like his father was like a petty criminal and i think he's like found like batman catches him stealing hubcaps from the batmobile i'm pretty sure <laughs> so he's like yeah. an F, that is correct <laughs> um, not anymore that's correct that's how he's that's how he's found post crisis yeah yeah so um and uh like he eventually becomes red hood but uh, he will be Robin in this, obviously. Um, he, I think, has to be. Um, and um, so he's a criminal. Like, I, uh, his background, uh, his, um, you know, insights is within the criminal underworld. So uh, that is one of the main reasons why I'm picking him. And, uh, yeah, he's, um, I think like most people like him as Red Hood. Um, but, um, uh, and which is an awesome character and like a more violent, uh, type of Batman type of character. Right. So, um, but, uh, within this storyline as a, a troubled kid from the streets, working with Dick Grayson, who I don't think they get along, uh, will create some great uh, friction and conflict. Cool. I think that's a a great mix and match. Now I'm going to throw it to Jesse and I am very concerned with what he's going to pick because I I have a very bad feeling about this. Well, I'm, I mean, right up until this moment, there are pros and cons to this choice, for sure. I'm going to have some challenges <laughs> to overcome. But the most important part, I think, of any Batman story are the villains. Um, as cool as Batman is, I think it's the rogues gallery that really makes really makes the, the story tick. You know, I don't know if Batman's Batman without the Joker, um, with, with, with all those characters. And I think the villains are at their most interesting when 
it's about villainous relationships when it's you know Joker and Harley or Harley and Ivy or you know Harvey and Two Face. Um, and I've got Hush as my villain, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a risk. I'm gonna take Scarface Ooh. as my second villain, which is kind of crazy because Scarface basically means I'm picking the ventriloquist, who's a villain whose shtick is that they have a ventriloquist dummy. That's Scarface, and that dummy is the villain, and that's going to be hard to translate onto onto the screen, admittedly, but. But the first, I mean, well, the first ventriloquist, not that interesting. The one I'm interested in is in the one that's the, the, mm-hmm. where the like, Scarface is still the dummy, but the ventriloquist is Peyton Riley, who basically short, short version is Hush's girlfriend. Hmm. Um, they have a relationship like as their as their normal aliases, as, as regular people. She's Peyton Riley. He's Thomas something. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Elliot. Um, Thomas Elliot. There we go. Um, she's in like, she's a mob like daughter, like, like there's a whole Godfather thing behind her and he's got his already established, you know, raised in a bad place, like dark shadow billionaire thing. So that was never going to work out either. But what I'm looking for there is it's going to be the two of them trying to work, uh, like trying to work together as villains, but also working on a relationship. And of course that's going to put a strain on the relationship and it's, you know, are they going to be able to work together or are they going to start trying to one up each other? And then just like, I feel like when that is done well, a lot of the focus is going to be able to be on them. Like like that adds, that essentially automatically adds a B plot for me that I think could be a lot of fun and really interesting. I just have to see if I can sell it with the, with the dummy. (laughs) Uh, We'll, we'll see how that turns out. I actually kind of like Scarface, uh, at least in when, when they portray it where you're not clear if it really is a ventriloquist dummy, the traditional relationship. Like you're, if you're, I like reading it where you're not really sure if Scarface is some sort of magical artifact that's actually controlling things, or if it's a weird split personality thing. I like the ambiguity there. I mean, I feel like it's mostly clear. It's a mental <laughs> illness thing. Like, sure. I would, but I would say I like my version better. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> We've all been in isolation for a long time. Things are getting kooky. It could be. Yeah, it could be a living Chucky knockoff. Why not? We'll see what I do with it. (laughs) All right. I am extremely grateful that Jesse didn't go with a Robin uh, because I was really getting my heart set on picking Tim Drake. So that's what I'm going to do before I get my heart broken. Uh, Tim Drake was the third Robin after the je- death of Jason Todd. They, uh, they Batman was like, no more Robins. This was a bad idea, as it rightly is probably to have <laughs> yeah. a child <laughs> sidekick. And then Tim Drake proved himself to be as good a detective as Batman by figuring out his identity, figuring out how to get into the Batcave, and just like showing off constantly and and being more of a tech guy than than Batman is, and and sort of wore him down so that Batman had to take him. And this is another one where. Uh, I think he, like Cassandra Cain, has got, kind of gotten the shaft over the years with other Robins coming into place, and no one really knows what to do with him anymore. And I, I he was my Robin growing up when I was reading the comics. Anyway, he showed up in like the late '80s, early '90s, and was was the Robin for most of that decade, and had such a cool costume, such a cool update on the Robin suit. Where I love the cape, where it's black on the outside and yellow on the inside, just. A, really great look 
So I'm happy to have him. He's also young and Terry McGinnis is young. So I'm, I'm interested in how that dynamic will play out, especially with my vehicle. I figure I might as well get the, get the top pick from there while <laughs> I, it's still available. Get the Batmobile. And I like the idea of my two young bat protagonists fighting over who's going to drive and who's going to ride shotgun. So it's good pick. Say- definitely good Thank pick. And I, Oh no, I was just was going to say that. Yeah. Like Tim, I forgot to mention that Jason Todd um, is like infamous in that there was like a, a, a vote uh, for like people could write in to see if Jason Todd would live or die. And um, it was a phone call. People decided to kill him. Phone call. Yeah. Sorry. It was, I wasn't sure if it was writing letters, but it was, yeah, it was a phone call. Right. I think it was like a, a pain line too. Yeah, pain line. Yep. And then so yeah, Tim Drake was a real pa- palate cleanser for everyone afterwards. Uh, <laughs> is much loved as opposed to Jason Todd, who was much hated, I guess. There's a funny story with that phone call too. They DC had said for a long time that it was so close. It was just like a couple of of uh, you know, it was within like ten or twenty to keep him or kill him. And then years later, like, oh, yeah, I wasn't even close. I mean, hundreds of people voted to kill him <laughs> rather than save him. But at the time, they're like, it was so close, guys. You know, it's like less than 10 or 20 phone calls could have saved him. And then later they had to admit, like, oh, no, it wasn't even close. Like, he, everybody wanted him dead. Yeah, people paying their real American dollars to make sure this child was beaten to death by Joker. Mm-hmm. Good times. Okay, uh, back to Jesse. What are you going to take? It looks like your your Robin has already been picked for you. My Robin is picked for me. It's going to be Carrie Kelly because she's the last one on the list. So I'm not actually going to take that now because it's a given, um, which I guess is okay because she's pretty much a blank slate. There isn't a lot to that <laughs> character, so I can I can do with that. I'll, I'll, I'll make that fit everything else that comes together here. Um, oof, they, it's only the second person to, to fall victim to that. That's that's a it stings. It stings. <laughs> what I'm going to do next? I think I'm going to hit Batman family, and I think I'm taking Batwoman. Um, Kate Kane. I know she's got a show, only one season before they change the character. That's the whole thing. Um, but it's interesting because the like. I think Batwoman is really cool, but at the same time, I'm a little disinterested because Batwoman is very close to being just what Batman would be if he was a woman. <laughs> like, I feel like there is not a lot to her to really distinguish her from. Like, she also has a tragic past. She also has a secret identity. She also is a martial artist. Um, she's, she's an out lesbian. So there's, there's that, I guess. Uh, Am I insane, or is, she, is it also a thing that she's Jewish? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think she's half Jewish. Okay, half Jewish. <laughs> Mazel <laughs> um. There you go. Yeah, Chag Sameach. Okay. Um, she's also ex-military. Okay, all right. That's a little different. That's Well, I mean, ex-military, ex-shadowy like ninjas. Tough call. Um, yeah, her, yeah, her father's a general, I think, or something like that. I don't need to keep dumping on her. I think it's going to be interesting to have her in there because in this case, she sort of is what Batman is supposed to be. But my Batman, Asriel, is not. And I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity to play that, uh, to play that up. I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. All right, cool. Uh, I believe we're back to Tom. Where are you going? Oh, we're 
Yeah, no, I don't even know. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, I want to do something ridiculous. <laughs> I <laughs> Plenty of pick, opportunity. Uh, yeah, I want to pick Bat Family um, because I want this. Uh, and I think everything else I can make work. Uh, for my bat family, I'm going with Ace the Bat House. Yes, <laughs> I was hoping I someone was going to pick Ace. <laughs> and like, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think I know uh, Ace's like if Ace has a legendary history. Um, I just know that Ace is Batman's dog, <laughs> um, and uh, was in uh, Batman Beyond uh is a loyal sidekick and just like an interesting like you know like batman like i just like the batman has a dog like it's just like a (laughs) a vulnerable element of this really hardened character and with what i think the storyline will be it will be nice to have uh uh a character that has a extreme closeness with Batman unlike anyone else and able to kind of uh, possibly track Batman down or Bruce Wayne down um, in ways that others would not be able to. So um, yeah, if anyone knows of any interesting (laughs) bat hound backstory, um, (laughs) I'd love to know it, but I think there've been many aces over the years. uh, Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bruce, (laughs) <laughs> hey tom he's a dog that's like the main yeah. thing right <laughs> are you doing the german shepherd or the great dane uh i do the great dane okay yeah so I your vehicle it, doesn't uh, need uh, to be there the, they can just ride the great dane. <laughs> <laughs> well with the vehicle that i think i'm going to go with uh we'll see if uh ace can even sit on it so <laughs> I also think, you know, it, Dick strikes me as much more of a dog person than Bruce. So I think that relationship will be better just from the get-go. Possibly. Possibly. Kylie, what, uh, what are you going to go with? What crazy pick do I have now um, yeah. <laughs> that everyone's going to take from me? Um, no, I'm going to go Bat Family because it's starting to windle down a little bit. Uh, I'm going Huntress to fit with my Oracle. Fine choice. Um, yeah. Helena... She has obviously had uh, a partnership with the Birds of Prey uh, and uh, the Oracle. And so uh, that partnership clearly works. So I'm using that as my tool of why she has joined my my group of uh, well-crafted and selected choices. Um, She has had some uh, ups and downs with Batman in the past, Bruce Wayne and... uh, Commissioner Gordon, I think there's a little bit of up and down there as well, but um, I think it just adds another dynamic to this uh, group of people. Also, she's just great. That's great. I love it. She is. She's a great character. You love uh, to hate I, her or you love her. I had her as uh, as one of my possibilities for the bad family, but now my bad family choice has kind of been made for me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the only one who doesn't have a bad family person and there's Two options left, so I'll keep that a, a mystery. But I think Huntress would have been a good one for for my board, too. Uh, but yeah, let's let's keep going. We're up to uh, a double shot of Chris Kohler. Uh, I'm gonna take my villain number two, and that's gonna be Poison Ivy. I think almost everybody's fairly familiar with Poison Ivy's background. Uh, 
she works with Ivy. <laughs> she works with plants. She has control over plants. But she also is kind of the villain who not necessarily is one who's out there trying to mass murder everyone. She's not a mobster. She's not interested in money. She's just trying to protect the green, um, to protect the earth, protect the natural resources. Um, she doesn't mind money. Let's not, you know, let's not go too crazy. But um, what I'm trying to put together, I think Freeze and Ivy work well. And so that leaves me with my civilian ally. And I am going to take Ducard. So Henri Ducard, who helped train... Sorry, buddy. uh, (laughs) Who helped train Bruce Wayne. And that gives me... Yeah, with with what's in my head, what it, you know, because I had to start thinking of something completely new. I think this can work. I think this is work. So I'll take Poison Ivy as my villain, and then the backup or the, the next pick, I'll take Ducard as the civilian ally, who's not necessarily much of a civilian. I mean, he is a part of the League of Assassins, for God's sake. So. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, those are some great picks. I think uh, Poison Ivy is really cool, especially with the world of global warming that we're in now having an eco villain is a real interesting pick and uh, pairing her with uh, Mr. Freeze all, all pretty cool. I like it. So I believe we should move back to Kylie. I'm not ready. Uh Oh, <laughs> um, no, cause I've gotten the ones that I want so far and the rest were just like, well, then you gravy. should be nice and relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of in the same spot. So, where I'm like getting down to like I I have a couple's like couple to go with, but I have such a big gap between now and when I go again that I want to make sure I pick the right one. Um, but I have not yet picked a villain, and I feel like that is something I should do. Oh yeah! And so I'm going to pick the Mad Hatter. Ooh, solid. Um, one of Batman's most reoccurring enemies. The Mad Hatter is obviously obsessed because you know you can tell by the name with uh, Alice in Wonderland. And likes to base a lot of his crimes on the novel. Um, so it's kind of like, uh, it, well, I mean, there's different versions, I think, but there's one that's he's like, he's often p- depicted as like a joke villain, um, but is definitely a serious threat because of the mind, like the powerful mind controlling situation he's got going on. So uh, with the technology that he has. So I pick that because why not? Uh, I'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love a good Alice in Wonderland situation. I love the confidence. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it could really work with uh, with what I've got going on with Jim Gordon and Oracle. So maybe I can fit that in there somewhere. I think that's great. Real solid pick and good uh, justification. And we're we're really running low on villains here. It might be a that's why I was <laughs> like, oh crap. <laughs> okay, so uh, now we're back to Tom. Oh, it's me. Um, I keep on wanting to pick like the people that no one wants, uh, so I'm going to I, I'm it's going to too. hold off on uh, one of my picks that I think, but I might get burnt later on. Who knows? Uh, but so I will go with my civilian ally, and I'm going to go with Leslie Tompkins. Solid choice. Who? Yeah, Jim Gordon's wife. Uh, and like like everybody in comics like has like a crazy history, but I'm definitely, she was also like the medical examiner at, uh, for Gotham PD. 
so that's kind of the role that she will be uh, taking. But like, she's been a bad guy. She um, also has a connection with like the underworld as well, um, and uh, with because um, she has like history with uh, Carmine uh, Falcone and um, who's like big mob boss in Gotham. But uh, yeah, so she will be more of like, um, you know, the medical examiner, um, you know, uh, exposition. <laughs> um, and, and, but also uh, obviously someone who is very smart and capable um, and um, closely tied with the underworld, which I obviously have um hope to be able to continue <laughs> does ace like her that's the big question well like in this role like uh absolutely okay. absolutely okay. but she definitely has had some tragedy in her comic book history and uh at times has been a bad guy so so ace um, is weary got it cautiously yes. into leslie but not quite sure ace can trust her got it I, I have a feeling. Yeah, I think like she she definitely could be playing you know a role of a bad guy as well. But I guess because she's a civilian ally, I have to kind of keep her as an ally. Uh, I have a feeling Kylie's going to be asking a lot of Ace questions for the rest of the draft. <laughs> so many questions. He, I, I will say that Ace is a good boy. Gotcha. Say. Thank you. Noted. Noted. Ace is good boy. Got it. Okay, Jesse, you are up. Yeah, okay. The so civilian ally is getting real thin. Aunt but Harriet. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, like this could be it. this could be Aunt Her- like the start of the Aunt Harriet cinematic universe. Um I thought about Aunt Harriet. I was like Aunt Harriet, Harriet's a good one. It's fine. And her reveal is bat ant. Um, oh my god. No, actually, you know what? I think I'm going to take a risk on that one because I think I can work with either of the options that are left. But I'm concerned about my JLA cameo. Um, I absolutely see the need for it because this is the 21st century. And if you're making a superhero movie, you always want to leave the door open for that shared cinematic universe money. Um, You know, so we have to have a bridge into other stuff that's going on just in case. But it's tricky bringing other characters like this into the Batverse because it's the old question of, like, why doesn't Superman just arrest Joker? You know, like that, like the power level difference really makes storytelling kind of complicated. So I like I want to make sure I don't end up with somebody like Wonder Woman who is just going to walk into my movie and punch everybody once and lasso my villain (laughs) and cut to credits. But what I think I'm going to do, I'm going to take Flash as my JLA cameo. Still pretty powerful, and I mean, everything revolves around him and Flashpoint and time travel and all that, and we're going to try to tone all that down, I think. But I think having plucky optimist, you know, superhero in this situation is going to be, it was going to run in and, hey guys, I'm like a Joss Whedon character, everything's quippy and hilarious, and then someone's going to punch him in the face. And he's going to very quickly... It's going to be Scarface. It's going to be Scarface. <laughs> it be Scarface. Um, but I think having that contrast will work. 
and also like we'll be able to attack his optimism and that'll help disable him as a character so that he doesn't just speed force my entire movie and wrap it up in the middle of the second act. Cool, cool. I like that. And uh, your rational rationale for not picking a civilian ally really influenced me because I think I'm going to hold off on that, too. I think I can make either of them work, uh, too. So for my two picks, I am going to start with uh, my villain number two. I'm going to go with Maxi Zeus. No way. Oh, (laughs) no, I should have picked that. It's fine. It's fine. he's he's probably one of the lamer batman villains which i guess could be saying something he's he's a sort of mobster who's kind of been he's lost his mind a little bit and he's obsessed with the greek gods and and in most versions he runs a bunch of casinos now in a like a greek themed casino so the way i'm gonna well yeah i'm not gonna spoil the connections here but i i like just to give you a tease Hugo Strange, crazy psychiatrist, Maxi Zeus, crazy guy obsessed with Greek gods. You know, there's a connection there. Right. And for my next pick, I'm going to go with my JLA cameo. I'm going to go with. I should have said that Maxi Zeus, I should have said the pick was shocking. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Can I get a mulligan? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go with the John Stewart Green Lantern for my cameo. Ooh. My my hero characters are so far pretty young and uh, wild, and that's not something that, that the Gotham City is used to. So I want to have a sort of stern presence coming from the JLA to keep an eye on these feisty kids and make sure they're in line. And so the space cop uh, seems to be the... I think he would be a good pick for that. So... That's it for for my turn. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. A lot of the the big categories are already taken care of. So, Jesse, where are you going to go next? I'm going to cop next Um, because there are some things that will work here and some things that won't. I'm taking Harvey Bullock as my cop. You son of a... (laughs) Every time. Every time. That's that's two. I've annoyed two people in this one. (laughs) Well, I think we're up to three. I, I feel like there's another one in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, there is one more, and I swear to God, Jesse. <laughs> swear to God. Uh, all right, so Harvey Bullock is like he goes back and forth a bit, I think, but like he's a bad cop who sometimes sees the light and becomes a better cop. Um, but in a lot of ways, he's got a lot of like '30s noir. You know, hard bitten. You know, starts his day with like you know a slug of Mickey's, and I don't know all the I don't know all the all the, all the <laughs> lingo, but like this isn't a great guy. Um, and having him in a situation where like he's going to be typically like he doesn't approve of vigilantes, but my vigilante is Azrael, and I think that's going to have Harvey Bullock taking a close look at himself. Um, and sort of where he draws the line and stuff. And there's opportunity for stuff to be explored there. Um, I think, frankly, it opens the opportunity for him to be a lot more of a character than just cop, which happens in a lot of Batman movies. I think we're going to have a chance to, you know, for him to see, look, police success is a real thing and it's being talked about a lot these days. And I think there's an opportunity to explore that here. So there he is. Wow. Deeper pick than I, than I thought it would be. Very nice. So that brings us to Tom. 
Uh, all right. <laughs> Graham has ruined everything. I was, I was, that's nah, fine. Um, I guess I should then pick my villain, I guess. Um, or at least one of them. Uh, I am going to pick uh, Clayface as my villain. Um, and uh, I know that uh, I'm going to go with uh, Matt uh, Hagen. Um, as the villain I know, uh, like his version of Clayface that I know the best, uh, an actor um, who basically, like, and again, it's like comic book versions or Batman the Animated Series version or maybe a bit of a uh, combination, but, um, you know, an actor who was obsessed with staying in the pictures and uh, using a, a chemical... Um, you know, uh, I don't know, makeup to look younger. Um, and then it, uh, changing the makeup of his skin and his body. And he became like, a insane, like most villains. And, um, uh, I see him in this as just someone who knows the art of, um, I guess like not camouflage, but, uh, disguise, um, but, uh, so this villain might be a bit of a ally, um, mm. but, uh, he's definitely, you know, um, a gun for hire. Sometimes he's like the heavy because, uh, he's kind of big and bulky and strong. So, um, yeah, uh, I wasn't thinking he would be the main villain, but, um, definitely. He doesn't have to be. No, but we'll we'll find out what happens. I don't know. But, and the best uh, part about him is, if you don't want him to be the main villain, he can shape shift into someone else for a while. <laughs> yeah, like I like I, the the main thing is that he is uh, this idea of um, people not necessarily being who you think they are. So um, he's a great uh, character who you know can be anyone and nothing at the same time. So. Yeah, I think he's great. I think he's he's sort of underappreciated as a Batman villain. He's a bit more supernatural than than most Batman villains. Uh, he's not as mm-hmm. grounded as some of them, but he's pretty cool. But he's but his his origin, like uh, or at least like uh, like I first knew of Clo- uh, Clayface through the animated series, and it's just like that idea of like an actor and vain and yeah. vanity leading to becoming a villain is just like such an in my opinion, such an amazing backstory. So, Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, so up to Kylie. Yay. Um, okay, so I have to pick my cop now because Jesse ruined everything. Ugh. <laughs> um, Chief O'Hara is what I'm gonna, who I'm going to pick for um, my cop as the other um, friend of or uh, acquaintance of James Gordon uh, when it comes to the cops in the list left. Um, So was a police officer for Gotham city um, is a friend of James Gordon, but uh, it was until he was murdered, I believe by a hangman killer in one of the runs. Um, But yeah, so fits with my story again with um, having a connection to James Gordon. Chief O'Hara. Okay, very nice. Classic. I I can't not think of him as the guy from from the Adam West show. Yeah, that's all I was. I was like, perfect Irish stereotype, I believe. (laughs) Um, Will fit right in. Um, 
yeah, so that is my pick for cop because I don't want that to go. Well, that's awesome. That is a that's a perfect pick for your board. I like it. Um, I yeah. mean, Harvey would have been better, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. I'll be nice. <laughs> All right, Chris. Up to you. These, uh, I think we're we're at the wind down stage. So, what have you got for your two picks? Uh, I'm really thankful this person was here. I was afraid he wouldn't be. My JLA cameo is Martian Manhunter, oh. who is a shape-shifting, <laughs> super-powerful alien from Mars. But what I have in my head, I absolutely needed him there. Uh, so that's perfect. So I'm glad Jesse didn't ruin that one. Oh, <laughs> and yes. for Cop, yeah, I'm going to take, uh, for Cop, I'm going to take Maggie Sawyer who is more known Good. for being a member of the Metropolis Police Force, but she does come to Gotham City as a part of their major crimes unit. Uh, she is a significant character in Gotham Central, but she's the right type of person for what I have in mind. So those are my two picks. Martian Manhunter as the JLA cameo, and my cop is Maggie Sawyer. Okay, those are great. Maggie Sawyer is a cool pick. She's, she's sort of... Um... She's also an, an uh, out lesbian character, as a, a surprising number of these characters are. And she's yes. she is is really cool. And she she has like sometimes as the commissioner, she's got uh, a lot of cool stuff going for her. And and I do love the idea of her coming from Metropolis yeah. and bringing that to to Gotham with her. Yeah, we're we're I think all that is left really are the vehicles. So. Why don't you take us through it? We may have a few other things, but Kylie, what are you going to take? Okay. Uh, very excited because I was really worried about this one. Um, for my JLA cameo, I'm taking Zatanna. Okay. I know. Shocker. Didn't take Wonder Woman. Shocker. Yeah. We all thought that was coming, but no. Um, I like the idea of the magician and um adding that in with the mad hatter and i think that would be kind of cool um as like a quick cameo somewhere in there but uh yeah i'm very excited about that i love that character i think was it you jesse that stole her last time around okay look we gotta (laughs) (laughs) i was i was being serious i'm pretty sure it was but i wasn't 100 percent sure yeah Yes. yes, yes. I took you Zatanna, and I took the Green Lantern you wanted. Yeah, Listen, that's right. No draft is as good as its a uh, draft is only as good as its villain. So you're you're really you're serving us well here. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, and that's my second villain. I take Jesse. No, um, yeah. <laughs> Zatanna. I'm Zatanna. I I just love the character a lot, and I love actually my one of my favorite versions is the animated uh, in the animated Justice League show. Love that mm-hmm. version of her. Yeah, she's cool. She's, I think, traditionally she has a connection to Bruce Wayne from from way back when. So mm-hmm. that's an an added bonus with having her as your JLA person. Okay, so on to Tom. What do you got for us? Well, uh, seeing how um, that the vehicles are really the last, uh, you know, options, I will be able to at least pick the vehicle I was hoping to get. I am going to go with the Bat Cycle. Nice. Nice. Which, to my knowledge, is kind of uh, Dick Grayson's mode of travel. Um, it's like a tricked out 
backed uh, or a tricked out uh, motorcycle, right? Um, and besides what I think will be ultimately my Justice League cameo, most of this stuff is um, ground level, you know, um, crime stuff. So I just think it would be cool to have, you know, be able to use the bat cycle to drive in and through all the alleyways of uh, Gotham City. So, yeah. Cool. I think it's a solid. A really good pick for for Dick Grayson too, and and Jason Todd seems like a motorcycle guy. Okay, we'll go to Jesse now for for the next part of this wind down session. Yeah. All right. I gotta. I think uh, hmm, I I can make a vehicle work. I'm not going to be too concerned. Um, civilian ally. I'm taking Aunt Harriet. Do it. <laughs> nice. We're doing it. Nice. Do yeah. It. Look, Aunt Harriet, I mean, again, this is one of the, I can't really picture the character outside of the old 60s Batman, but Aunt, Aunt Harriet is Lady Alfred. That's, uh, and she deserves more, she deserves better, and I think she's been, had some comic appearances. Um, she's Dick Grayson's aunt traditionally, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. But uh, Aunt Harriet is going to be, I think, a tie to like the old Wayne family that I don't really have. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be important to have that for these characters. And as fun as a sort of redeemed Harvey Dent would be, I feel like that's like that's almost a story plot all on its own that I don't want. Romance, romance, romance. <laughs> Wait, between Aunt Harriet and who? Harvey Dent. Oh well, <laughs> okay. It. I can I can only pick one. No, sorry. So Harvey Bullock. Sorry, is what I meant. <laughs> either one. Either one's great. Yeah. Either way. And Harriet, my <laughs> civilian ally. There she is. Well, uh, my round is going to be fairly boring. Uh, most of uh, the only things I have left, uh, there aren't many. There are really no choices for me. So l- I'll make it quick. I'm going to have um, Harvey Dent as the civilian ally. And uh, so Harvey Dent is uh, a lawyer a a district attorney who generally works with bruce wayne and batman to to take down crime but tragically becomes two-face and uh depending you know depending on the version of the story that takes longer than other times so in this version either he's been cured of being two-face and he's back to being a lawyer or this is before he becomes two-face but he's going to be their their our hero's man on the inside helping to save the day and for my bat family, I'm going to go with Bat Wing, who is the the current version of him. He's Lucius Fox's son, Luke Fox, and Lucius Fox is the guy who runs the Wayne Company, Wayne Enterprises for Bruce Wayne, basically. And he he also invents all the a lot of the cool tech. And so Bat Wing ends up being a bit of a mix of Batman and Iron Man. He's all tech and has a neat suit and and flies around with that. So he'll be in a good match with Terry McGinnis and his Batman Beyond style outfit. They're they're going to be a mirror image in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. those are my my picks and and uh, yeah. And then I've only got one slot left, but we'll deal with that when we we get to the last round. So back to Jesse. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got I've still got Robin and vehicle outstanding, but there's only Robin one Robin left on the board, so I'm taking. You know, so that'll happen automatically. So I'll choose a vehicle. I'm going to choose the Batplane. Um, 
it's kind of a personal thing. I just I will never forget the the image of the bat plane in the theater flying up in front of the moon to form the Batman sign before falling back down. That's that's one of the Keaton Batmans, I think. Like that's just so cool. Um and I mean I I do think it's gonna be a little easier to work with than the bat copter or the bat boat. <laughs> so bat plane it is. Fantastic. Uh okay, Tom. Oh, yeah, it's mine. Um, and I have, I have two, I've got my, well, I know, oh, yeah, it's my villain, my second villain. I think I'm going to go with Dr. Death, who I really don't know too much about, to be honest, except that he's a mad scientist. <laughs> and um, he deals with chemicals, like he's like, yeah. Who knows Doc? Yeah, I just I know Man Bat more, and I don't want Man Bat. <laughs> <laughs> like this is really what it comes down to. Yeah, uh, Doctor Death. He's a, a, the first supervillain, like not a gangster yes, that yeah, that Batman yeah. faces. And with that in mind, it's weird that he doesn't come back more often. His most prominent story that I'm aware of since then was in the Scott Snyder run when they did Year Zero, and they made him kind of this creepy, stretched out monster guy. Yeah, like he's much more like super superpower than what I would like. But the idea that he's like a like an intelligent uh, villain, able to you know uh, cause mass harm is is always a, a a great threat. So I would probably have him as my main villain, but. Uh, Oh, yeah. With the yeah, chemical stuff, bad. maybe he's he's the reason Clayface is Clayface. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've just written my entire story. Perfect. Huh. <laughs> All right, uh, Kylie. I'm doing it. I'm going for the bat boat. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm going for the bat boat. It's a naval story. Because Oracle can roll up onto that boat. Don't see Oracle getting into a bat, cop- or bat copter very easily. All right. Well, I I am very intrigued to see how that story plays out. Don't worry about it. It writes itself. (laughs) It writes itself, Graham. Writes itself. Fantastic. Okay, Chris, take us home. Uh, Well, this seems fairly easy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I have the vehicle. I guess I'll take the bat copter. I had a great idea for the bat boat. So Kylie joins Jesse as my villain. It better be. Uh, It better be. It's not, trust me. Uh, and then I'll take Thomas Wayne, which, again, I wanted Jean-Paul Vallée because I could do fire and ice, but I'll have to say I'm going to give Jesse a break because forcing me in a way to take Thomas gives me a much different story that now I'm kind of fascinated with in my head. So I don't know. Maybe you guys you will think Thomas it's cool. Maybe you guys will think it's dumb, Damian Wayne there. it kind of made me rethink everything. I love it. I yep. can't wait. Is your is your movie gonna have a bat boat get stuck in a canal, like a recent real life story? No, uh, that's what mine's gonna have. <laughs> uh, I should have, but no. It was when we get to the story, I'll tell you what I thought it was gonna be. Okay, okay. what I was gonna use it for because I thought I'd get stuck with that. But you make sense. I mean, with Oracle being able to get on to the bat boat, so the other unless you make the bat copter like a really big. You know, like a sea stallion mm. copter, one of those big heavy copters. She could have rolled up the ramp and gone up and then done whatever, but whatever. Or she just stays That's at home works. and phones it in. To see what you do she doesn't need just to be on a boat. Wait. 
Just wait. All right, Kylie, you get man bat. Because you know who's going to drive the boat? Man bat. Man bat's going to drive man the boat. Man bat. That's my villain number two. <laughs> if, what, are you gonna, He's a good henchman, I would say. Are you going to yeah. change it to the man boat? <laughs> no. Wow. 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 Um no. Wow. Different movies. <laughs> Different movies. But yes, um I'm gonna go with Man Bat. <laughs> okay, do you wanna do you know much about Man Bat? You got No. I mean I know a little, like I know the basic, he's a man and a bat. <laughs> so <laughs> he's kind of I'm like assuming his DNA merged with a bat. Is it like a Spider-Man situation? Like, well, it's like a bat bit him? It's like the lizard from uh, from Spider-Man yes. stuff. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. He's a, gotcha. Or you could he play around and bat. treat him as the Bizarro version of Batman. Well, I mean... Yeah. Like, he's literally the Bizarro of Batman. Instead of a man we already have that. That's Bat-Zarro. <laughs> or Matt Hatter Zorro. makes him think he is Batman. Oh. Check and mates. Or Matt Hatter makes him into a hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tom, you've got Wonder Woman for your JLA cameo. I got Wonder Woman, and I'm going to use her probably as her civilian uh, Diana Prince oh. uh, persona, Clever. and use her, uh, yeah, use her more as her uh, high price business lady. Um, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, like leader of a large corporation, like. Uh, I usually don't like that version of her, but I think within this, uh, as you know, I, I think I actually may have thought of a way to use Dr. Death as well. So, but yeah, Diana Prince running a, uh, a, a, you know, global, uh, company, um, is, um, is a much more grounded <laughs> version of her than her, uh, Amazonian princess, uh, and takes her out of the uh, story as, you know, why don't, as I think someone said before, it's like, when you got a problem, why don't you just call, um, you know, all the powerful yeah, A magic god like, instead of yeah, a detective. Yeah, exactly. So, but she can't because she's running a business, you know. She's, you know, uh, she's not a businesswoman. She's a businesswoman. <laughs> um, so, so she's too busy. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, who's my JL- JLA cameo. Okay, so then that leaves Jesse with Carrie Kelly as his Robin. Yeah, who is easily the most boring Robin, I think. <laughs> I think she's I, great in her I, story. Yeah, I guess her her whole deal is like she's what she's a she's a basically a Batman fangirl. Yeah, um, aren't they all? And oh yeah, who isn't? Right, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, and then she becomes a Robin for a bit, and I think, and she does a Catwoman thing for a bit, and then becomes a Batwoman, but not like a like you know nobody thinks of her as Batwoman when you can be thinking of Cat Kane as Batwoman. I'm looking at Carrie Kelly as mostly a blank slate, as as young girl who wants to get in on the whole Bat thing, uh, and I can work with that. I actually, the more like I've been thinking about it since like, she's been the only one left on the board for a while, and I've been thinking about how to make that work, and I think I got an idea. So we're going to see how that plays out. All right, that's great. She's she's cool. She's a feisty scamp with a with a slingshot. She's she's a neat she's, character in the classic. She's movie. got a great design. Yeah. Like she looks awesome. So yeah, you have two arms, two legs, <laughs> got a a whole thing. Yeah. 
right. The glasses. The glasses, yeah. <laughs> and I've I've got Crispus Allen, who is another cop who is from Gotham Central. He's uh more he's not your typical fictional cop. Like he's he's got a family at home and, and when his shift is done, he goes home. He's not really obsessed with the job he just he's he wants to get it done he wants to do it well he's not he's incorruptible he's a good guy but the job is not his life so he's got he's got a life outside of that and and a family to raise in the comics he uh was getting too close to uh, a crime scene investigator uh, who was corrupt he was getting on his trail and that guy killed him and then for a while he was the specter which is a character who's the spirit of vengeance and mm-hmm. does horrible things to people. All right, well, let's take a break and figure out what our story is. And uh, so, we're, yeah, about five minutes, and then we'll, we'll reconvene. And we are back. We've taken a little bit of time, a little bit to sort of roll the characters over in our head, see what we've got, see what uh, what comes out. It's like pouring a bunch of choices into a Yahtzee tube and then tossing it onto the board and seeing where everybody lands. It's pretty exciting. We are going to go in draft order again. Uh, so that's going to be Chris, Kylie, Tom, Jesse, Graham. Uh, when you start, please just review your choices for the audience, for the folks who uh, you know who are listening to this, like on their jog or whatever, and aren't looking at the Excel sheet. And then, let, essentially, give us your pitch. If you've got a title, great. Uh, but you know, if you needed to sell this movie to somebody, what would you say? Okay, so my Batman project, of course, won't be able to be sold to anyone because Bruce Wayne isn't in it, right? So let's get that out of the way. Um, but I have Thomas Wayne as my Batman. I have Damian Wayne, son of Bruce Wayne, for my Robin. I have the Batcopter for a vehicle. Batgirl within the Batman family, and I do choose the Cassandra Kane version. Maggie Sawyer as my cop. Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy as my two villains. Martian Manhunter as my cameo. And... Henri Ducard as my civilian ally. Now, originally when we were looking at this, I wanted Mr. Freeze because he's my favorite villain, and I wanted Jean-Paul Valet because I could do fire and ice. And of course, Jesse screwed that all up. <laughs> but I do have to thank Jesse because I think this idea is actually better. Hmm. Um, left with Thomas Wayne and Damian Wayne and no Bruce Wayne, my idea is that Bruce Wayne is dead. Now, originally, I was going to have Bruce Wayne die in the bat boat because it's the bat boat, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, but I don't have the bat boat. So Bruce Wayne has been killed. He is eliminated. And Thomas Wayne, the version that is sort of the new version in the comics from the Flashpoint universe, but he is Bruce Wayne's father. He does treat himself as if he's the father of the Bruce in our universe. Uh, what would have happened if he had not been killed? He does take on a Batman persona in that other universe. And he does so in which he's very violent. He has no problem killing people. He thinks he's doing the right thing. Damien would be his grandson. Um, And so with Bruce gone, Thomas inserts himself as the Batman of Gotham city. And he's really bad at it in the sense of he kills people. He kills people that are in the mob. He kills people that are not even committing felonies. And so Damien and Cassandra Kane as Batgirl realize that the villain of our piece is actually Thomas Wayne. And part of their allies would be a Mr. Freeze or a Poison Ivy 
two characters that aren't necessarily ones that have to be dealt with with a lot of violence can be reasoned with to some degree, can be seen that maybe what they're doing is maybe the wrong thing, or at the very least, at some point, Thomas is going to kill you. So let's get together and let's work together. Thomas is, like Bruce, trained very well. He's He knows multiple disciplines of martial arts. He has no problem using weapons. His bat copter is an assault copter, and he uses it to patrol Gotham. He has no problem endangering innocence, endangering the police. He believes himself to be the police, which comes into uh, uh, comes into uh, um, opposition with Maggie Sawyer, who has taken over because Jim Gordon is very distraught with his friend being dead and doesn't know exactly how to run this city anymore. Maggie's brought in to take over, and she takes a hardline approach, not towards the villains that we know, like the Joker and the Penguin and Two-Face. She's trying to stop Thomas Wayne and people that he's brought on his side, which are just basically street thugs and people that he's been able to put under this bat umbrella and give them something to do, um, something that they think is going to be positive in trying to stop the other crime that's at Gotham. Uh, Damien, even Cassandra, they don't exactly know how to beat Thomas. They need somebody new to help them. They need somebody to help train them. And that's where Henry Ducard comes in and starts to teach them how to take on Thomas Wayne, this character that they don't know very well, somebody that they haven't spent a lot of time studying. And the best way that they can throw him off his game is to show him Bruce Wayne again. But that Bruce Wayne, of course, is John Johns, which is the Martian Manhunter. Oh, oh, oh. And that gives them the ultimate leg up as it throws Thomas off his game as he sees his son alive again. <laughs> And then Damien, of all people, because he's the one that believes he's the only one that can do it, kills Thomas Wayne and takes over as Batman and then lays the mantle down immediately and gives it to Cassandra as the true person who would be able to protect Gotham from the the villains that are there. Freeze and Ivy are given a sort of a pass, a pardon, if you would, and become a part of Cassandra's team at the end. That's kind of the post credit scene. I have no idea the title. I was so happy with Fire and Ice if I had Azrael and, and Mr. Freeze. So I might have to come back to the title. Um, it might just be Batcopter. I don't know. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, but that, <laughs> I would that's, buy a ticket. that's how my movie would play out. Again, no one at Warner Brothers would let me do it. Cool. <laughs> cool. I would buy I a ticket that. for that Go tonight. Ahead. Like I would... <laughs> I am not on board with this whole, you expect me to pay $30 on top of a subscription fee to watch a movie to do it these days, but I would watch the hell out of that. Yeah, no, I think you won. Yes, I'm good, um, I'm out. <laughs> uh, like my, my, my only, su- my only luck, suggestion right? for title, which is, yeah, which has already been done, but I would be like birthright. Or oh, something so, like yeah, that, you got to lean so. into the Damien versus Thomas um, thing. Her- yeah, Batman heritage, yeah. Batman. Birthright. I could steal the Batman Eternal. Yeah, sure. Daddy issues. Um. <laughs> Helicopter grandparenting. It's I, like the best. That's almost it's amazing. Yeah, that's almost all of the. the uh, all right. Well, should, should we move on to sure. uh, to Kylie? Let's hear. Let's hear Why Kylie's uh, um, pitch. Okay, so I had a plan. And I got what I wanted, and then I lost my plan. So, um, just mentally. Um, so, just to run through, I have Jim Gordon as my Batman, Stephanie Brown as my Robin. My vehicle is the infamous Batboat. 
Um, my Batman family is Huntress. My cop is Chief O'Hara. Villain one is the Mad Hatter. Villain two is Man Bat. JLA cameo is Atana. And my civilian ally is Oracle. So um, I started off this in my mind as a very much a Jim Gordon story uh, character piece on him dealing with the aftermath of uh, Barbara Gordon, his daughter uh, being shot by the Joker and becoming Oracle and that sort of hardship that he had to go through watching all of this happen. Um, In terms of Batman, I have a feeling that I would like to rewrite the killing joke story and have, uh, joker actually kill him uh and wound and wound um barbara and then i think jim would feel the guilt of not being able to protect his daughter and want to take up the mantle in place of um bruce wayne to take over and protect gotham and try to ensure that nothing like that will ever happen again to anyone else's daughter um I liked Stephanie Brown in there as the Robin because I think that Jim could sort of not only could Jim sort of mentor her, but have the Oracle in the back kind of helping push her on her path to becoming Batgirl at the end of the day, um, which I really liked. And so while I was focusing on all of that story and having it there, I realized I also need a villain for my story um, because why not? Uh, I guess all movies should have a villain of some sort. So I kind of like the idea of my villain not being the central point of my story. It's more so based on the character piece of Jim Gordon and his his dealing internally and externally with what is going on in his family and around him. Um, so obviously, without Jim Gordon being Commissioner Jim Gordon, uh, he needs someone in that position, which I believe would be a Chief O'Hara, who would take up the position of being his, um, you know, bat signal, if you will, like he was for uh, Bruce Wayne. And then the Mad Hatter, I like the idea of um, the Mad Hatter with his mind control convincing Man Bat that he is actually Batman. (laughs) And... Uh, and having that become a uh, a terror situation, because especially if Batman is dead and now we have this other new Batman, a Jim Gordon coming in, I like the idea of having ba- uh, Man Bat come in and under mind control by the Mad Hatter, he thinks he's Batman. So he starts going around trying to uh, solve crime and save people, only he is creating destruction in his path. Um And then on the side note of that, the Mad Hatter kind of is doing his own Alice in Wonderland sort of thing with um, messing around with, you know, the Oracle and having her as the uh, Alice in the story, uh, which brings Jim obviously in as like, you know, being distracted and whatnot. I kind of get fishy in here, but I like the idea of that Alice in Wonderland sort of tie in, but bringing in his worst fear, Jim Gordon's worst fear of Barbara getting hurt again. Um, obviously, Huntress comes in to support Oracle and Stephanie um, in some sort of training role. Satana, I'm still figuring out, but I assume it will be a quick cameo in which they. Um, I always thought the Mad Hatter had actual like magic powers, so I kind of screwed that up because I kind of assumed there would be a thing where they bring in Satana to 
stop that. But um, still figuring out that cameo. But I imagine it will be part of a girl power situation a la the Marvel where, you know, all these women just show up and say, we can help. So, <laughs> I mean, it's your movie. Uh, if you want him to be magic, you can be magic. I know. Well, yeah, I kind of like the idea of him in the magic side of things and like creating an actual tea party um, and having that sort of scene. But all in all, basically, I wanted Jim Gordon to take these, to take a Stephanie Brown and work with her and Oracle to basically become the next Batgirl and say that that's my story. I think that was a fine job. Was it? I think You're being really nice. No, no. I think and like Chris pre- like he he figured this all out beforehand. Like he played <laughs> us all. Like this was all a master plan, obviously, right? So um, time travel. Involved. I will say the bat boat does come in. Uh, man, bat is driving it, and um, it becomes a very funny scene in which he gets it stuck in the canal of Gotham, which apparently exists, and he's just going back and forth, back and forth, trying to you know, like the, like an Austin Powers situation. Remember that? Yeah, with the forklift. But it's just man bat at the end of the movie, just trying to get away in the bat boat and just keeps going back and forth, back and forth. So. And then he realizes yeah. he can fly. <laughs> Again, he thought he was Batman. <laughs> thought he was Batman. So. Oh. oh, that's true. That's true. Very good. Okay, Tom, let's hear your pitch. Um. So, yeah, like I was hoping it was going to be more like mob uh centric but i think uh i figured out some way of making it work otherwise but uh so like my original like where bruce wayne is like he had gone kind of undercover as matches malone one of my favorite alter egos um and i guess in this version he they kind of find him like comatose in a hospital uh and people like the Dick Grayson doesn't know why. Um, and so it kind of begins this uh, detective uh, story uh, with, uh, oh, I'm supposed to list all my characters first. So Please. my Batman is Dick Grayson. Robin is Jason Todd. My vehicle is the Bat Cycle. Bat Family is Ace the Bat Hound. Uh, the cop is uh, Remy Mantonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, villain, my first villain is Clayface. Second villain is uh, Doctor Death, and uh, my J J L A cameo is Wonder Woman, but I would have her more as the Diana Prince. And my civilian ally is Leslie Tompkins. Um, uh, and so, yeah, Dick Grayson and Jason Todd uh, kind of begin their. Um, you know, investigation, uh, heading around, um, you know, Gotham, Dick Grayson with uh, the Bat Cycle, Jason Todd with uh, Ace the Bat Hound. <laughs> and <laughs> they um, are coming across like there's like a, a epidemic with uh, a new kind of drug uh, in the city, uh, a pharmaceutical but that has been uh, like if you manipulate it properly uh, can be um, like highly addictive and uh, is being exploited by, you know, um, you know, enterprising criminals and whatnot. And uh, uh, Renny Montoya uh, like is already like, she already knows that this has been going on 
and um, there's not much that she can do about it because she's kind of hitting a wall because like the drug is something that's being prescribed to people. It's the manip- manipulation of it that is causing all this problem. Um, and uh, that would lead into uh, Dick Grayson being like communicating with uh, Diana Prince, who has this large conglomerate that, you know, is involved with this drug and um, or at least knows of it. Maybe she didn't like her company isn't using it because there's she was aware of all the the negative um, side effects that could be um, present. Um, and so um, like um, there's this like kind of mystery as to like, you know, uh, like the the invention of this drug and who really was behind it all um and um the advanced advanced chemical makeup of it that you know someone would need to understand to kind of produce it and like that would uh with like people ending up in the hospital like as same with uh like bruce wayne like um leslie tompkins who's like the medical examiner she's giving all this like information about like all these overdoses and all these people um, who are, you know, being arrested uh, because of this, you know, uh, like new street drug Um, and like the, the conflict that kind of is involved with it. Like, um, like kind of mirroring like uh, the opioid crisis where it's like, these are people and we're criminalizing them. Um, how do you deal with uh, like drug addiction and stuff like that? Um, I'm not really sure how Clayface would <laughs> come into play, but I'm sure that maybe he has a uh, history with drugs uh, as a famous actor. Um, and possibly he's not really a villain. Like he might uh, be able to... Um, uh, be more of an ally. I'm not really sure what to do with Clayface because um, I wasn't expecting like um, to not have a mysterious Matches Malone in the underworld. But uh, right. but it all kind of leads back to Doctor Death, uh, who is uh, has you know created this uh, new pharmaceutical. Um, and is behind it all just to kind of bring down the city because he's deranged. And, um, and so ultimately, uh, the, this would be called painkiller and, um, and it would just, I guess, come down to trying to find the antidote to bring, uh, Bruce Wayne back to, you know, back to life basically. So that works that's that cool uh, yeah, and you've got a lot of room like the venn diagram between drugs and chemicals that turn you into Clayface. like that's there right like you've got a lot of oh yes yeah so yeah Clayface could have been like a casualty of uh dr death like it could be a yes. you know a clue as to who's behind yeah. it all like as a walking metaphor for the message you're trying to tell like that's there's a lot of room to play yeah there. that's really effective yeah so that's that <laughs> You didn't want to call it Wayne Killer? <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Okay, Jesse, you are up to bat. Okay. Um, all right. Well, like Chris, no one's ever going to buy this. So I, just, I know that already. But here's what I'm thinking. 
Um, I think an important thing to get right at... Well, okay, I'll start with my guys. Um, so I've got Jean-Paul Valet as my Batman. I've got Carrie Kelly as my Robin. The Batplane is the vehicle. Um, Batwoman is our Bat family member. Harvey Bullock is my cop. Hush and Scarface is my villains. Flash is the JLA cameo. And Aunt Harriet is the civilian ally. I think it's important to get out of the gate is it? Yes, I think it is. I think this is this is going to be an animated feature, um, and I want to get it like I, if I can get the same studio that did Spider Verse, I want to do it like that. Now, obviously, it's going to be a darker movie, but what I want to do is I want to start this movie on a fake out. I think our point of view character here is Carrie Kelly, and I'm picturing the Spider Verse style, like sort of poppy and hip and electric. I'm picturing it opening like that. And I can hear her addressing the audience. I'm Carrie Kelly. I'm 19 years old and I'm going to Gotham City to become the next Robin. And pop music is playing and everything's exciting. Um, But, you know, the twist is coming. She's going to get to Gotham and there's going to be like a, a Batman standard you know, villain heist going like it's it's a bank robbery or they're like you know holding the mayor hostage at an art gala or whatever it is it's hush and scarface and a bunch of batman thugs like if anything it's a bit of a yawn like we've seen this a hundred times before um she's got her homemade robin costume right she puts it on and it's like it's you know she's it's a school uniform and she's added like it's not great it's it's very peter parker like toby Maguire in the wrestling match costume um, and she's going to go in there and you know, take care of the bad guys and show Batman what she's all about. And she, you know, as she's like literally about to jump out of the skylight or whatever, she gets stopped by Batwoman, by Kate Kane. Who's, are you insane? What are you doing here, kid? Etc. And uh, while they're arguing, uh, Batman comes rushing in. But of course, it's not Batman. Hush and Scarface are chuckling to themselves like we've got we've set up this trap. Batman's going to fall into our trap and we'll finally have our revenge. And instead, this hulking, armored, spike-covered figure comes through and is just like butchering <laughs> these poor thugs and sends Hush and Scarface scattering. And, you know, Carrie Kelly is like, what the heck is that? And I think at the like this is the opening fight scene of the movie like the credits maybe are still playing over this um and i think like batwoman gets gets hurt in in this Uh, she ends up with a broken arm or something something that's going to take her out of it so the meat of the movie after this point is it's going to be what is up with this crazy vindictive like murdering armored batman and the solution to that of course is what happened to bruce wayne and we basically we've got two teams. We've got a, you know, a, on the benched Batwoman who's now forced to take on this teenage Robin because like, look, I need someone to fly the Batplane for me. Like we need to try, like we need to keep being Bat people in Gotham, but we also need to find the real Batman to figure out what's going on here. And then on the other side, we've got Hush and Scarface who are like, like Hush's whole deal is he wants revenge on Bruce Wayne. This other guy showed up and ruined his plans. And so it's not like, they're not like, it's not like, let's work together. You know, put our differences aside, but they're both sort of looking for the same thing. So there's a lot of follow the clues. Where did this guy come from? Do some cool detective stuff on his armor. Oh, the metal comes from this, this warehouse. Let's go there, etc. And it becomes sort of a race 
to solve the, the, the like you know, to solve the mystery of what happened to Bruce Wayne between these two teens. Um, Harvey Bullock, bad cop, is definitely stuck in the middle of this because you know he's been saying for a long time that somebody needs to really crack down on these criminals. You know, really show them what's you know, like, like you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. But this new like, so initially he's very pro this vicious Batman, but it gets to be a lot even for him. I uh, like. You know, this, like this guy, I don't know if you can do it in an animated feature, but this guy's going Mortal Kombat on these thugs, right? <laughs> it's a lot for this guy to take. And so he's starting to think, well, okay, you know, I used to think of Batman as kind of a pansy because of all of his rules and laws and stuff, but maybe I need to re-examine who I am. And I think he and still optimistic teenage Robin sort of bond in a way. Like, you know, Batwoman doesn't really take her seriously because she's this lunatic teenager who decided to come to Gotham and you know, beat up criminals. But between the two of them being normal people, maybe that gives them the edge they need to find Bruce Wayne first. The key, like the key clue that they find is they find Aunt Harriet, who's basically a Bat family character. I think she is taking care of a critically wounded Bruce Wayne. I don't know exactly what the details are yet, but I don't think it matters. Romance, romance. Um, i don't think it matters because you know normal like cop sort of reconsidering his life choices harvey bullock and teenager suddenly growing up very fast carrie kelly basically that batman is out of action and this jean paul valet guy has taken up the cowl but he's gone nuts and somebody needs to stop him and I think the final moment, it's going to be nobody can overcome this new like evil Batman, except for teenage girl. Like, just she's reeking a little jubilee at the moment. I might need to work on that. But I think like you know he can't just butcher her like this teenage girl who's trying to be everything a hero should be. And I think the final moment is it looks like you know he's about to like punch her head open. And he can't do it. And maybe that's when he reconsiders, you know, like everyone, Harvey is shouting at him, you know, maybe don't do it. And it's, it's, a, it's a whole big, like they're on the rooftop and it's raining. And finally they managed to talk down spooky, evil Batman. With the word Martha? And at the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, please <laughs> no, God, no. Martha. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, anyway, it's the, the exact details of the wrap up. I don't think are even that important. It will end with like, Asriel is still Batman and Bruce Wayne is recovering, but Carrie Kelly has proved herself and is going to become the new Robin. And she's learned a little, like she's grown up a little, etc. Um, But the, the meat of it is, you know, Scarface and Hush versus Batwoman and sort of Robin and Harvey trying to find Bruce Wayne. You get some of that cool detective stuff. You get some cool bat violence um, and a really cool way to sort of examine the, you know, like, like I was talking about earlier that Batman is dark, but only so dark and where you draw the line is important and says a lot about who you are. Did I, did I miss where the flash was? Oh, the fl- yeah, I didn't mention the Flash, so you did not miss it. I did. Um, the Flash is going to come in there and solve, like, to you know, to solve all our problems. <laughs> like, I'll talk this new Bat guy down, and just uh, you remember how I said that like, one of the ways you introduce a cool new villain is you have him beat up another villain who you know oh. is already strong. <laughs> I think the Flash is going to show up and be, "Hey, new Batman, like, you know, we need to have a talk." I think you and Azrael is just going to hit him with a futuristic, you know, awesome armor bat gauntlet. And just break his jaw or something. Wow, like, I don't like that. No, 
Like the Flash is going to come in here optimistic and silly and right out of a like I don't want to go that well too often, but a Joss Whedon quip verse. Um, and Azrael Batman is not even going to stop to acknowledge that. It's a Deathstroke blowing out Bart Allen's knee. Yeah, something like that. Like it's going to be that you know, the Flash has all these cool superpowers, but the key to stopping Azrael Batman is you know, going to appeal to the conscience, which doesn't so seem to be there, but it is. It just it takes Robin, to, it takes Carrie Kelly to do it. Wow. As for a title, I I mean, I wanted to take Nightfall, but that's too tied in with Bane. Like that's way more about Bane than it is about uh, about Azrael. So I don't know, like if they hadn't already used it for everything else, calling it like the Dark Knight, like this is the Dark Batman would have been great, but that doesn't doesn't work either. (laughs) So I'm sort of stuck. I'm looking for Batman, but like eviler than Batman. And if anyone wanted to help me out, Batman, I am Ezreal. Batman Ezreal is a giveaway, but it, it works. It sounds cool. I think evil or Batman is the way to go. <laughs> the darkest mm. night. <laughs> yes. Batman darker night. I'll the work on it. Night. The night before last. Uh, okay, so that that was really good, Jess. Thank you. That, I would I would definitely say see that. There's that's two versions so, so, where the bat the new Batman is evil, um, <laughs> which I like. Yeah, yeah. I like a lot, actually. And I really do like the idea of the Flash getting punched in the face, even though he's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> I just think that's great. I don't like that. No, poor Flash. Poor Flash. What do you even do to anyone? You talk too much. Uh, so I screwed a timeline up <laughs> multiple times. Well, you got me there. There's that. Yeah, he did do that. <laughs> All right. So my roster, last and least, is uh, is me. I've got uh, for my Batman Terry McGinnis. My Robin is Tim Drake. My vehicle is the Batmobile. For the uh, Batman family member, I've got Batwing. My cop is Crispus Allen. My villains are Hugo Strange and Maxi Zeus. My JLA cameo is Green Lantern, and my civilian ally is Harvey Dent. So, I'm Bruce Wayne is off the board. He is. Uh, he's dead or missing. I'm not sure. And I, I also don't know why Terry McGinnis is there. There might be time travel or a dimension hopping, but the idea is we, it's, it's not going to be a hero and a sidekick and a Batman family guy. It's really a team of three young men trying to find their place in a world when they've kind of been, they've lost their mentor. All of them were being mentored by Bruce Wayne to one degree or another, and he's gone. And it's it's a tragic disappearance, and they're all trying to find their way, and they're leaning on each other and getting to know each other as they they figure out how being a superhero works without anyone to supervise them. Uh, there's going to be a hilarious scene with the Batmobile where they're, they're most of them, I think, are high school aged, and so the debate about who's going to drive and who's gotten it furthest in their driving lessons is is going to be on the table. Uh, there's going to be an incident where their immaturity and their youth will lead to something bad happening. A villain gets away, a crime is committed that they can't stop, and Green Lantern comes to give them a dressing down and be like, this is not how superheroes behave. Uh, As that's going on, Crispus Allen is looking into Maxi Zeus. He's not sure if he's actually crazy or if it's just a shtick for his new casino line, but he knows he's up to no good, and he's, he's investigating that. Hugo Strange, meanwhile, he also is at a loss with uh, with Bruce Wayne missing. 
one of my one of the things that drew me to him as a villain is is like the the version of him that I see most often is him in the Batman uniform, but he still has that creepy beard and it's clearly not Bruce Wayne. He's he just gets into the costume and pretends to be Batman. There's something really creepy about that to me. This guy who is in the bat suit who clearly shouldn't be in the bat suit and isn't even really trying to hide the fact that he's he's not really Batman. And and that always unsettled me. So there's going to be a scene of that where he, as a therapist or a psychiatrist, has so gotten into Bruce Wayne and Batman's head that he is trying to replace him. And that's going to really creep out the the our three heroes. Hmm. Uh, at, so Crispus is also going to be working with Harvey Dent on the, the Maxi Zeus case. But somewhere in there, Hugo is going to be taunting Harvey and maybe tempting him to become Two-Face again. As it goes on, the two stories will uh, collide because Hugo Strange will be doing stuff that he has no right to do. Like he'll have access to technologies and resources that you you wouldn't think he should be able to. And at first in the the story, the two storylines are going to be really separated. But as the story progresses, you realize that Hugo Strange is being funded by Maxi Zeus, who was used to be a patient of his. And Hugo actually like drove him nuts with the the Greek mythology stuff. And everyone comes together in the end. There's a big fight. Harvey redeems himself and and works as the DA to make sure they get life sentences. And Crispus Allen is, sort of takes the boys under his wing and, and they become a family in that sense where, the, where he's the new father figure. It's great. The end, cool. uh, I guess. Thanks. Uh, I have no title. Uh, <laughs> Batman Night quest or night. i mean batman versus zeus Ooh. is sure it's, it's right there dark knights of the round table i don't know <laughs> something like that so those were our pitches um I, I i would go see any of those i i hope i have redeemed myself in your eyes chris because i think you like like yours was great despite my messing with your initial plan <laughs> Alrighty, folks well uh, i mean thank you so much for joining us let's go down the list um chris so i mean you know you've done a lot of other things besides awesome batman movie pitches if folks want to hear more of what you got where can they find you uh i am a part of a another podcast a nerd based podcast just like you guys are or geek cost whatever you want to call it it's called nerdables it's N-E-R-D-I-B-L-E-S, and you can find it pretty much anywhere that you would listen to podcasts. Uh, my friends and I do kind of stories of the week. Uh, it's a lot of turning weird corners and going down weird other ways, but we have a lot of fun. We've been doing it for eight years, I think. I think I, Actually, I think our eighth year anniversary is next week, or it's this week, one or the other. We've been doing it, I think, since like 2013. So we've been doing it for a while. Um and that's I'm on that pretty much every week. We try to do weekly. It usually posts Monday or Tuesday. Uh, we did do a draft once, an Avengers draft. If anyone's interested, that's probably a great episode to start with. Is there six of us on that show that do an Avengers draft out of every person who's ever been on an official Avengers team is fair game. And it was a lot of fun to do. So that's where I am. Like you said, sometimes I do the Puck podcast, uh, which is a hockey podcast, but um since they've been doing the Zoom one, I've been kind of kicked out. <laughs> they, they, they were able to do it from pretty much anywhere. So I haven't done one in a while, but that's that's where I am. And this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate being invited on. Uh, this was uh, this was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Pleasure to have you. And if you have any you know, top five list ideas or anything else you want to do, give us a ring. Be happy to have you back. 
I guess it's not a ring anymore. It's probably an anachronism, but give us a, a, a buzz IM. for the text, I guess would probably be the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, thanks, Chris. Um, Kylie, I know you, uh, you've, you've been nervous about the, the overlap between our show and yours, but we've got, we've got some sports fans in the audience. Um, you've got that going on. Anything else or yeah. you bring that up? Let people know where they no, can hear yeah, you. Still doing the, um, the women's sports podcast. It's called bet on women's, uh, podcast. It's me and a friend. We basically just talk all things, women's sports. Um, what's going on in the world. Uh, right now there's a lot going on. So we've been, did a pod not, not too long ago. Um, we do it like once a month or twice a month, but, um, that's about it. Like I really, I mean, you know, we're in lockdown nine point oh for toronto so uh literally doing nothing have me back anytime all right <laughs> and mr tom conway uh, this pitch is a great example of the the kind of writing chops you've got is there other stuff you've done that people uh, that you can talk about that's out now that people yeah can check out? No, i've written on uh a cbc show that's also on hulu in the united states called endlings which is like a sci-fi show for uh kids uh, really cool, uh, promotes, um, you know, uh, ecological, um, you know, uh, saving animals, stuff like that. It's a really, uh, amazing show. And I also wrote on odd squad, which is on PBS in the United States and nice. TBO in Canada. Uh, if you've got a six year old, they probably have seen it <laughs> and, or they should, it, uh, is a fun math, uh, comedy show. Um, working on a one hour, uh, children's, uh, series that will be airing on, um, on family channel in Canada, actually. So, um, cool. yeah, that's about all I can say right now. <laughs> And uh, usually, if you need to find me, I'm at my kitchen table most of the time um, lately because of COVID and just stuck at home. Um, and yeah, no, this was awesome. And uh, all I can think about is how, like, I didn't explain, oh, oh Jason Todd would have done this uh, because he's a <laughs> criminal. And like, I, I think this is just an amazing um, format to, that really just shows that... Um, I don't know. Story creation is something that like anyone can do and it's so much fun. And I, I really just hope that, uh, I know people take this up on their own and listen to more episodes. So yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks Tom. Thanks all three of you for joining us. It was a blast. Um, and while we're giving out thanks, I would be remiss not to mention uh, Jamie Reum, the guy behind our theme song. Reum is spelled R-E-A-U-M-E. Uh, check him out at Jamie Reum Official and Jamie underscore Reum on YouTube and Instagram, respectively. He's a music geek. He's a performer, does lots of cool stuff and talks about cool stuff that we don't always hit on this podcast. And of course, finally, thank you, the audience. Um, it's always a blast doing this. And it's, we get to do it because of you. We've been doing episodes that are that come from your recommendations. We're giving you exactly what you want. Um, if you had some thoughts about how you'd organize a Batman movie or just some thoughts about how we did it or just, hey, any more comments, questions and concerns, uh, we love getting those from you. And, uh, you, know, we, you know, that investment is returned. Graham, how can they get those to us? 
You can email us at geektop5 at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash geektop5, and we're on Twitter at geektop5. Lots of cool new Batman stuff to think about and plenty of it out there. Um, I haven't seen the the Snyder yet, but I know Batman's in there, so that's at least something. Um, plenty of stuff to keep you busy is what I'm getting at uh, until we get a chance to do this again. Until then, I'm Jesse. I'm Graham. And this has been Geek Top 5. We'll talk to you again next week.